Well, we have some listener reaction to the Rays announcing a new deal or a deal for a new stadium in St. Petersburg, plus some mailbag questions to dive into. You know how much we love mailbag episodes, so let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays. Your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on the social medias and email us anytime. Voice memos preferred, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, we put a poll up on X, formerly known as Twitter. Are you happy to see the Rays remain in St. Petersburg? 80% of the respondents said yes, and 20% said no first off ulysses were you surprised by the results of that poll no because i know that the people that said no uh are the ones that really wanted hillsborough county like we basically a lot of us wanted hillsborough county but i think the people that said no is because they were really gung-ho about right. it being in Hillsborough County, so that's why they're not happy about it. It's not like they're like, oh, the team is staying? Bleep. You know, it's not like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it was uh, Ken Hagen who just created a bunch of burner <laughs> accounts and voted Ooh. no repeatedly. If if I mean, I need to hear the first recording by Ken Hagen, the first interview. We need yeah. to hear that because that's Yeah, somebody be... better go to him if you're Mark Topkin, if you're Evan Klosky, if you're you know, fill in the blank news reporter. You need to get some money quotes from Ken Hagen because uh, he's always good for a couple of those for sure. In fact, yeah. I think he's thrown out a couple of salvos here already, but hmm. um, I'll digress from all that. We do have some comments from listeners out there on the stadium news. Brenna Mills says, can't stand everyone saying, quote, at least they're not leaving. A billion dollar plus project shouldn't start with Quote, at least the Rays were never in danger of leaving the area. Montreal was a sham and MLB wouldn't allow relocation with expansion on the horizon. Arginus Rashad says, don't want to get overexcited about it, but good news apart from the Rays playing good ball are more than welcome. Darby Robinson said the Rays are not moving out of state or the area, and that is a good thing. Because for as much as we may differ about the locations, there was a very real possibility, almost certainty, if a deal wasn't reached in the next year or so, the Rays were going the way of the A's. Uh, MV Wall says, I wish it was in Tampa, but at least they are not leaving the state. Another couple people say, I wish it was in Tampa as well. Uh, Patrick Gold says, I think ignoring the massive problem of location and rebuilding in St. Pete all but guarantees that the team eventually leaves the region. Well, what does that mean? Like 30 years from now, 40 years from now, 50 years from now, 60 years from now? I mean, they're building a new stadium come 2028. I think they're going to be staying for a while. Hopefully. I mean, 
for the stadium over the stadium, course of our lifetimes, more or less. Stadium, stadium leases are usually for thirty years, so we're good for the next thirty years, Patrick. Yeah, so I don't. I mean, you you could say eventually every team is going to leave the region. Heck, I mean, hey, what's going to happen in twenty three hundred? The Dodgers left New York, didn't they? I mean, or Brooklyn, you know. So I mean, you 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 can do that. Uh, I I saw this one. Um, our buddy. Austin Holloway, he says, in my opinion, the I'm glad they didn't leave, that was in quotes, mm-hmm. line I'm hearing from so many fans is coping. They were mm-hmm. never going to leave. Central Florida is a baseball hotbed. And if they built an accessible stadium, it'd be plain to see. But yeah, let's make our diehards travel two plus hours just to see a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we uh, also heard uh, some comments on uh, it doesn't solve the attendance issue, and it doesn't. Although I hope that if you build up that area, that district, in a battery-esque fashion, that maybe naturally um, you get some bleed over from that. Um, At the very end of the day, I mean, Stu Sternberg's going to be rich and happy Regardless, I just hope that they take some of that money, some of those excess funds and put it towards the infrastructure of the ball club and ensuring that you have a competitive team that can win the World Series. Because uh, we've seen the stat time and time again that in order to actually win a World Series, you pretty much have to have at least a payroll of $100 million dollars. You can get there with a lot less, but if you're going to win the dang thing, you got to have some all-stars. You got to have some superstars. You got to have some veterans. You got to have some guys that can handle the heat of the moment that have been there, done that. And how do you do that? Uh, You got to pay those guys and you have to have an exploded payroll to some extent. Yeah, no. And and, and that's exactly it. Now, with inflation the way that it's going, the raise might might be touching a hundred mil uh, rather sooner than later, but uh then again, the the then the bar raises from a hundred mil. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I I understand that that's the the most important thing. But just like I said on on Tuesday's episode, I I am dying, and yes, that is hyperbole. I am yeah. dying to see what they're going to do with public transportation, with ferry options, with high rail. Uh, systems in place with more bridges being b- built, whatever it is, you need more accessibility to the place that you have now 30 years of information that it's very difficult for yeah. people to get there. And you're talking not about the team, but the city, the county, the state, and the federal government, what they're Correct. going to do to improve infrastructure there. Yeah. And uh, those projects take a very, very, very long time and usually have some setbacks. Rome wasn't built in a day. It sometimes it takes, you know, three years to get a streetlight installed. I don't know. So, Does it? Yeah, that's government for you. Um, yeah, and good fun. thing, you know, I mean, the county's using they're from what I've heard, they're only going to use tourist tax dollars. So that's a good sign. It's not like, you know, property tax yeah, but money that's Kevin, going towards it. I understand that, that that's more of a government thing. But I mean, the the the, the projects should have these possibilities in the in the project itself. Like, hey, 
in order to get more people at least that's the way i'm thinking like they in order to sell this project they had to say but we are planning on the more accessibility such as ferry options such as hopefully a train system we're talking to the the government the local government uh expanding the tramway like all of these things you would expect that they would be in place you know uh for 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 it to work um better i think my camera has gone kaput it really has because <laughs> you are now a uh a there i am i'm back hey you're back that I've was fun. i was like am do i keep going do i not keep going that was fun yeah no i was uh looking up um some of the transportation reports that uh the heinz company uh has promised so Hmm. There we go. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be uh, an issue that is going to have to be sorted out one way or the other because the egress and ingress is very important as to whether somebody makes that decision. Am I really going to go to a game on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night or a Thursday right. night rather than a Friday night or a Saturday night, whatever it may be? Uh, we have some mailbag questions to dive into. But first, we have to tell you this. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, Otani, and heck, we can add Yandy Diaz and some others to the list. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win B-I-G big. So use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Again, Sleeper, it's a really, really cool fantasy app, and you should dive into it today and check out all that it has to offer. All right, uh, let's get into these mailbag questions that have been put forward. This first one from Kevin says, guys, I was waiting for the egg on the face listening to the episode mentioning race trivia when I asked which six out of 19 Orioles hitters logged more than 5,000 plate appearances. I kept yelling at the screen, listening to the YouTube replay saying Cal Ripken Jr. Ripken Jr. Of course, Uh, for a mailback question though, do you believe that the Rays organization will bring up more pitchers to the roster and move the likes of Jonathan Aranda and other up and comers that did not produce to the level we expected given their chances at the plate and on the field. I leave out Basabe because his glove and scrappiness at the plate makes me more excited to keep him rather than Aranda or Bruhan going into October. If yes, then who? Enjoy the show. Keep giving us great insight in the organization and raise up. Well, uh, you said Kevin? Yes, uh, it is signed Kevin at the end of the email. Okay, well, Kevin, uh, thank you for for enjoying what we do, and hopefully you you keep tuning in and you become an everydayer for us if you're not already an everydayer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit, Kevin and Kevin, okay. because I'm going to say yes, they are going to bring more arms. I believe they're going to bring up Jalen Beeks. 
Oh, you, which they did. Did that just they, come across the scroll there? You got the breaking news. Chris Davinsky is uh, option to Durham Bowles and Jalen Beeks is going to be uh, recalled. Uh, as you know, we're recording this on a Monday evening. So, yes, I am cheating a little bit, Kevin, on your right. question. Um, but I think I think that's exactly what's going to happen. This is a microcosm of what they're going to do, uh, you know, depending on matchups, depending on how people are feeling and and all that. I think you're going to see a little bit more movement on the pitching side than on the position player side. I think the position player side, there are no more Tristan Gray moves to be made. Uh, I think the the main cast is set. Everybody knows their part. And now it's just a, a matter of play these next 10 games. And when we next meet up with Evan Klosky, or maybe the time after that, we will have our traditional playoff roster draft which is always a really fun thing that we do. And uh, yeah, just just cutting off the proverbial fat from the roster. No, I think that's fair. I agree with all that. And uh, going a step or two further, I think you'll see some of these players, maybe more than one that Kevin mentioned here, not be on the roster because they're traded for an arm or two. We could see some... Kyle Manzardo for Aaron Savali-esque deals. Some Alika Williams for Bob Stevenson-esque moves. I think they're going to have to deal some of their position player strength or equity on the 40-man roster for pitching help, both in relief and the bullpen, whether it's Aranda, Bruhan, Greg Jones, somebody else, another somebody else, because I know they're not on the 40-man roster yet, but they are knocking on the door between the likes of Junior Caminero and Carson Williams and others as well. And the Rays currently playing the Angels. Um, I'm not saying you have to go out and get uh, the next great superstar or Cy Young contender, but maybe those um, those relievers that you tweak a thing or two and and they get it sorted out. Or, you know, the old, hey, there's a player that can give us 140 innings, put together a four and a half ERA and a 1.4 whip, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for one or more of those guys. And the Angels, for example, have those kinds of names that I'm sort of spotlighting a little bit, i.e. Reed Detmers, i.e. Griffin Canning, i.e. Patrick Sandoval. And maybe you can package up a couple of your position player prospects for players of that esque, players of that caliber, if you will. Since we've done this podcast since uh, June 2019, that has always been the uh, the motto for the off season is you're going to have to unload and and repackage uh, your your upper level and sometimes yeah lower level uh, prospects uh, and consolidate basically just consolidate because there's a lot of depth. Um, I think on the on the pitching side we are now at the thinnest that we've ever mm-hmm. been, especially in the upper. Levels. Uh, I mean, basically, it's Mason Montgomery show right now. That's um, it, really. If you look at AAA, there's. I mean, I don't even know if some of those guys could really even be considered four A players. I mean, they're they're AAA players. They're minor leaguers because I think didn't the Rays deal Evan McKendry as well? So that was. I don't know. The... Did they? <laughs> it's it's probably bad that we don't remember that. I felt like they traded him for something. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I, I don't want to. I don't. But your your point stands correct. 
it's Mason Montgomery and he's no sure thing either. Yeah. And it's who after that. I mean, you hope that Shane Boz can can get back on track, but there's question marks with the the injuries and beyond Tyler Glass now, Aaron Savali, Zach Eflin, Taj Bradley, and or maybe Zach Latell. Look, the, at the end of the day, you need more than five names in the starting rotation. And though that that's just not going to get it done. You 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 need to have eight, nine, ten, twelve. That you're if you and if you don't in. know that, if you don't know that, you haven't been watching race baseball for the last three, four, five, six, seven, eight years uh, yeah. straight. But especially this year. Also, yes, just to uh, clarify things for the last seventy-five seconds for our listeners slash watchers on YouTube, Evan McKendry was traded to the Milwaukee Brewers for, of course, Rays legend catcher alex jackson so yes yes um it's mason montgomery it's the mason montgomery show so uh yeah you're gonna have to consolidate and um that's what we're we're gonna have to be seeing yeah and also to kevin's point about missing out almost missing out and whiffing completely on cal repkin jr uh inside baseball here but ulysses was one of the hall of fame voters that did not vote for cal repkin jr (laughs) you know a decade plus ago yes uh, yes he was not one of the 98.5 percent i was also one of the the youngest ever bbwa uh members go. of course but hey you know what kevin and kevin one kevin knows that it, it can be very tough when that little music comes on and you're mm-hmm. in the hot spot but hey in the hot seat but guess what i did come through i was you know Sometimes you're like Randy Rosarena, okay? You come through in the end, but before you do with a, a slap hit the other way with two strikes, you're going to whiff hard. And yeah. you're going to whiff hard twice. And you're going to look like a fool, but you're going to come through. And that was me last Friday. So I hope you appreciated that, Kevin. And speaking of looking like a fool, we need to get rid of this baseball tradition or whatever. I it, it shouldn't even be called a tradition of uh, Hall of Fame voters not voting for, you know, not giving Cal Ripken unanimous support, not giving Derek Jeter or Nolan Ryan or Tony Gwynn or Hank Aaron unanimous so support. So silly. It's people with egos. That's that's yeah. just what that tells me. They didn't give him an interview. They once, in 1987, that guy just turned his back on me. <laughs> Wow. Again, I think it's a case of the the nerds that were pushed into lockers and were cast aside in high school and or college. They have a chance to, you know, stick it to up, the jocks, punch up, yep, to the jocks, and and that's the opportunity that they take. Because why else wouldn't you, you know, give your vote to a 19-time All Star in a '96 WAR player who played? 3,000 games uh, in one uniform in 21 For seasons. bleep's sake, Ken Griffey Jr. was not unanimous. If you don't want to punch somebody, yeah. after hearing that, you are a Zen master. <laughs> yes, that's fair. All right, uh, speaking of Zen masters, uh, there's something called Jace Medical that I think is really, really important. That It is important, Kevin. It is important because modern medical care and treatment are important. But our global supply chains can be fragile. Things like pandemics, which we've all 
lift through. Natural disasters and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment that you need. But in those times, Jace Medical is your solution. You can just fill out their online form and one of Jace Medical's board certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed direct, directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N at checkout at jaysmedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Okay, this next mailbag question from our buddy Charles Mc. Gregor, he says, hey, fellas, after seeing this weekend's series, I'm curious about your thoughts on how the order of the rotation should go up uh, if we match up with the Orioles in the postseason. In any other series, Glass now would probably start game one, but the Orioles seem like they're really good at hitting fastballs and struggled against some of the breaking pitches that Eflin and Savali threw. Knowing this, how would you? set up the rotation for a series against Baltimore? Oh, that's a really good question. Yes. That is a really good question. Um, Charles McGregor, thank you so much for writing to us and for being a participant in our fantasy baseball league, by the way. Yes. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, man, I feel like, I'm going to attack this the opposite way because if you're playing the Orioles, you will not have um, what you might call it um, uh, a home uh, field advantage. You won't have it, right? So if I attack it that way, I think I would have to say uh, for Game Three of the ALDS which would be played at the trop, I'd have to go Zach Eflin. I'd have to go Zach Eflin okay. uh, because he, he's, he has just been so much more, more efficient. Uh, 11 and four record at home, only four, four, uh, basically just a more dominant pitcher uh, whilst at home. I have to have him at the trop. So that leaves me Tyler Glass now in Savale for one or two. I know he got hit hard, but Tyler Glass now has the nastiest stuff. You can't yeah. just not. He he makes a hard. statement when you roll him out for game number one. So Glass now, I would the, the curveball in this case would be Savale number two. And then I would yeah. have Zach Eflin at his best at home for game three. And I'm glad you brought that up of unless you're 2018 Blake Snell, you're going to have a bad outing or two. You're there's some days where you're just not going to be at your best. And unfortunately we saw that 
for Tyler Glass now because he had been very, very, very good up to that point. And he was just having some command and control issues. And I think the fastball velocity wasn't quite up to par as we're used to. So you add in not really able to locate it as he would. And maybe it's just a case of um, the the pitch mixing too. I know there was a, a sequence where he threw four straight fastballs to Gunnar Henderson and a player, even though he's young, as good as Gunnar Henderson is right now, you throw a guy four straight fastballs, he's eventually going to be able to catch up to it. So I think it goes beyond, um, look, Eflin and Savali, yeah, we saw the breaking stuff play, but Tyler Glass now is a pretty dang good curveball. And it wasn't just, look, the Orioles are a good fastball hitting team, but Glass now's slider, cutter, slutter, whatever you want to call it, also got beaten up a little bit. So maybe it's just going back to the well and thinking, how can we approach and pitch the Orioles differently. And maybe I was at, you know, if I'm glass now, maybe I was at 80%, 85% instead of 95, 98%. Uh, I want to kind of uh, edit what I said on Eflin. If I'm reading this correctly, it's pretty even except for the strikeouts. Okay. The strikeout rate is incredibly more impressive at home than away everything else is kind of the same so but still i would i would still rather have eflin at home i feel like you know the whole i'm going with the personal now i'm going with the human level right dude is a race fan from 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 childhood diehard race fan as he said to trisha whitaker uh uh, during the, the weekend series family members are are there i think that's just the extra where spreadsheets and um, stats don't don't tell the whole uh, story. So I would still go yeah. Zach Eflin game three for the ALDS. And I know it wasn't like a huge, I mean, I, I guess it shifted the momentum in some shape or form, but Randy dropping that ball in the game that Glassnell started, that normally he catches that ball, you know, that's upsetting if you're a pitcher and that can yeah. change the complexion of things. So I think it was a combination of factors. I, I every once in a while a guy is going to get lit up and um frankly speaking if you're going to pay this man 25 million dollars next season you better be confident and willing to roll him out as your number one if shane yeah. mcclanahan isn't healthy if jeffrey springs isn't healthy if drew rasmussen isn't healthy having said that I would not be opposed to seeing, you know, Zach Eflin and his, you know, 150 career game starts and his Charlie Morton-esque demeanor and ambiance, you know, get that opportunity, get that, hey, you, you've earned it. You, you've done so much for us this season. You do have the largest free agent contract in franchise history. So there could be a, a conversation or or a point to be made for Eflin as well. But um, I wouldn't, you know, use this opportunity to say that we should be afraid to roll glass now out against the Orioles. Can I play off what you just said on the simile between um, Eflin and, and Charlie Morton, which by the yeah. way, tremendous. Uh, but if we go to 2019, the Charlie Morton start game one, no. 
Did Charlie Morton start game two? No. He mm. was the stopper. When the Rays were down 0-2, he started game three at the Trop and gave them that W. I agree with you that Zach Eflin does give Charlie Morton vibes, just yeah. maybe seven years younger than Charlie was, but still with that demeanor. That's why Zach Eflin should yeah. be game. And he would not, he comes off as a guy that would not be slighted by why am I pitching game three versus game two or game one? Like, yes. hey, put me in whatever situation you think is best for the team at the end of the day. Exactly. I think that's Zach Eflin in a, in a nutshell. And I think that could work out swimming, uh, swimmingly for this organization too. And, and he showed it not only this year, but he showed it last year with the Phillies. They moved into the bullpen and he's like, I'm in, let's go. Give me the ball whenever you need to. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. So I think glass now gets things situated. Um, you know, he's, he's too good of a pitcher has too nasty of stuff not to be effective even against a team as good as the Orioles. Just hiccups happen. Yeah. Shane McClanahan, every, every pitcher. What are the odds, Kevin, that Rivers. it would happen twice in a row for Tyler Glass now? Yeah. yeah. If anything, it's a learning experience and, and kind of a go back to uh, the drawing board and, and go back to the tape and say, how did I get beat up by the Orioles? What am I going to do to prevent that from happening this time around now on the other course, not to go too deep into this, but if you allowed Zach Eflin to get the role or Aaron Savali to get the role first, and then maybe they can impart some wisdom and guidance and glass now can learn from them if they're effective or maybe ineffective um, in game one and or game two. But I think at the end of the day, you, you shouldn't be shy about rolling out glass. Now, again, you're going to pay this guy $25 million next season. You, you, you if he's got two working fingers, you still got to pitch him. You still got to roll him out there. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, the trust of the stuff is there and, and the diligent and the work ethic is there. So I, I agree with you. You would have to uh, start him. Now we did, uh, Kevin, we did have a third mailbag question planned by uh-huh. Eric Lekic. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, you think Eric Lekic? I think that's about as close as you or I can get. Uh, so, okay, Eric, uh, we loved your question. Your question was about the no intentional walk to bring up the Cano against the Orioles. We thought that was a tremendous question, a tremendous email, but we have just run out of time. So guess what, Kevin, do you think it should be, uh, maybe postponed and maybe we can have this conversation with Evan Klosky when we have him this week? Yeah, that sounds good. I think we have a lot to talk about with Evan Klosky between the stadium news, uh, between this question, other developments that are going on uh, in the midst of football season as well, too. So uh, it should be a fun episode or multiple episodes with Evan Klosky. Yes, that's right. All right. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow.